After a year of podcasting, what have we learned? You'll know soon because in this episode, we're sharing our top podcast lessons with you. Whether or not podcasting is in your future, listen up because these insights also apply to productivity and to marketing in general. Ready? Let's go. Hey, you, you're listening to the Messy Desk Podcast, the show for busy solopreneurs who want to improve their marketing productivity. Join us every Wednesday as we share actionable productivity and marketing tips to help you overcome those inevitable messy moments. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Welcome to episode 56 and the one-year anniversary of the Messy Desk Podcast. We're thrilled you're here with us. I'm Megan Monahan, your content marketing coach. And I'm Teresa Safali, your productivity coach. It is our one-year anniversary as well as a big milestone for us. Woohoo! <laughs> I can't believe it's already here. That went fast. Super fast. You may not be aware, but there are almost 2 million podcasts as of March this year. 2 million. And out of those podcasts, a high percentage are inactive or have faded away into the sunset. A podcast isn't a quick win. It's a lot of work and there is little reward at first. You don't see the fruits of your labor right away unless you're already a big brand. So a lot of small businesses give up really early. The fact that we've kept it up is an achievement we're celebrating today. Businesses do give up way too early. And that brings us to podcast lesson number one right away. It's important to have realistic expectations and keep going even if it feels like you're talking to yourself. Unless you already have a large community, it takes a lot of time and effort to acquire subscribers. So get comfortable with no audience and the sounds of silence. Initially, it will feel like a lot of effort for not much benefit. Accept that fact straight away before you even think about podcasting. Before we started the podcast, we discussed the fact that it's a long-term effort. We committed beforehand to going all in, in spite of that initial period of low subscribership. So our mindsets and expectations were in the right place. Having a co-host can help you stay committed. It's that accountability factor that has been one of the biggest reasons we've stayed motivated and kept the podcast going. Plus, it's made the whole effort so much more fun. This really has been a lot of fun. A lot of work, but a lot of fun too. Although we had prepared ourselves for the crickets, we still hope to get more feedback than we've received. It's kind of been an online ghost town in many ways. So I'm happy that I'm not in this alone since I probably would have given up. Yeah, I agree. You know, another way we've been able to keep going is by planning ahead and working ahead with a system. And that's lesson number two. To achieve your goals, you've got to plan your work and then work your plan. Having a plan and a process helps you stay on track, lets you see where you are in your production cycle, prevents details from falling through the cracks, and it just makes work easier. Megan and I have always been on the same page here. We set up an effective and efficient process for producing the podcast from the outset. It's important for everyone on the team as it helps us meet our deadlines. We use Asana to house our podcast workflow. This system was one of the first things we set up when we were in the pre-launch phase. 
It's simple and practical. It consists of four phases. Then each phase has its own checklist so no one on the team misses a step. Everyone can see where everything is at a glance. Easy peasy. This goes to show that you don't need a complicated, cumbersome system for it to work well. It was also important for us to set up our systems right from the start as we wanted to batch record episodes. The only way to manage multiple episodes in different phases of production is with a system. A system keeps us organized, minimizes errors, and eliminates overwhelm. So create a system or process for your plan in order to seamlessly turn out consistent content. Like most content marketing, podcasting relies heavily on getting the word out. Lesson number three is to promote your content because if it doesn't reach people, then it's not effective marketing. And we already knew that. So it's not so much a lesson that we learned as much as it's another example of how important content promotion really is. The truth is that in the first six months of the podcast, we were so consumed by planning and production that promotion fell off the radar. You know, in the beginning of any new thing, whether it be starting a blog, vlog, or podcast, you're preoccupied with the administrative stuff. You've got to figure out the process, create a system, get into a good flow, fit the tasks into your schedule, get used to your team, and identify any areas of opportunity. These are key aspects of setting yourself up for success from the get-go. And initially, we were so focused on getting those things nailed down that we didn't prioritize promoting the podcast past that initial launch. While it's true that you get some visibility in the podcast platforms, it's not enough. Like with all content marketing, you've got to always be reminding people about your content. So build promotion into your process since it's an ongoing, necessary task of all content marketing. From day one, we knew that we'd be outsourcing some of the podcast tasks. So lesson four is to outsource as soon as possible. If you want to achieve your goals and grow, you're more likely to succeed with others than in isolation. Right off the bat, we identified the one task that would keep us from making consistent progress. And that task was editing. Just hearing the word editing sucks all the joy out of my world. <laughs> Fortunately, Megan felt similarly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we also made a list of other work that we could potentially outsource, but we didn't make those hires right away. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, it was me, Teresa, and our audio editor, we did also hire a musician to create the custom music for the intro and outro. Keeping the team small was important because we were still developing our systems, learning how to work together and evolving our workflow. It was a for now decision to start with a tiny but mighty team. Our intention was to add a virtual assistant later and that's exactly what we did. We now have a part-time VA who does most of our graphics and we're training her on WordPress, which will free up our focus on the content and the strategy for the podcast. We have been super intentional about our hiring. Our systems and processes have allowed us to clearly identify what skills to hire for and in what order. We are ridiculously grateful for our team. They make our lives a little bit easier. Okay, a lot easier. <laughs> and their contributions are what help us get our podcast out to you every week. If I can leave you with this final piece of advice about outsourcing, 
Hire before you think you're ready, but first develop the systems to support a team member. You'll be glad you did. Of course, even with outsourcing, there's only one you. If you get overwhelmed and overburdened, you'll abandon the task at hand. So lesson number five is to avoid biting off more than you can chew. Stick to simple, start small. Here's where we went awry. We plan to launch the podcast as a blog and as a YouTube show all at the same time. (laughs) Essentially, we intended on creating audio, text, and video content all at once so that we could repurpose the podcast across multiple platforms. I mean, what were we thinking? This was just way too much. (laughs) Oh, I know. We were definitely too ambitious. (laughs) And it took a few months to discover that podcasting and blogging simultaneously were totally manageable. But video... Mm, Not so much. (laughs) And what's more, we didn't enjoy the video aspect. It wasn't fun. In fact, it was more stressful and it created barriers to getting the podcast done. So true. So true. So make your content marketing manageable and somewhat enjoyable. Otherwise, things will be too difficult and you'll end up quitting. Okay. Last but not least, lesson number six is to know your target audience or avatar. There were many unknowns when we first started, including our ideal target audience. That made it a challenge to figure out branding, episode topics, the introduction, and all of that important stuff. Identifying an avatar is a common rule in marketing, but it's not always obvious who your ideal customer is. And I think that was particularly the case for us because we were trying to mesh two audiences together, right? Yeah, that was a a real pain point for us. Yep, for sure. But let's face facts though. Knowing who you're talking to guides your content and your branding, right? Yeah. Without a better grasp of who you're talking to, it's like shooting arrows in the dark. You may hit the mark, you may not. Since we weren't sure, we started with a broad understanding of the audience we wanted to reach and the themes we wanted to cover. Each week, we published content and kept revisiting and analyzing what we were doing. And eventually, we had enough data to learn more about our audience and which direction to go. And that has made all the difference. Oh my gosh, it sure has. So pivoting the theme to marketing productivity has finally sent our subscribership on a consistently upward trend. And again, more proof that knowing your audience matters to your content and your success. All right, before we finish up, we want to emphasize two points. First, we started this podcast messy really, really messy, (laughs) super duper messy. (laughs) It was right at the start of the pandemic. So not necessarily the ideal time. And we had no podcasting experience and we had no clue about our audience, but instead of trying to get it perfect, we started often the best way to get your questions answered is to just go and do the thing, then collect your data and make adjustments along the way. In other words, make your best guesses and then take imperfect action. Don't be afraid of the messy nature of starting something new and learning as you go. Well said. 
And I'll add that sustainable, manageable content marketing requires productivity, especially for solopreneurs. Time after time, it's the systems and processes that we've set up throughout our podcast journey that have supported us in making it possible to meet our deadlines and to keep things going. Well, that and having each other. We do have each other. That's my favorite part. I really can't believe how fast it's gone. And I think that's the biggest part for me. I hear it is. It's really, it's crazy. It just flew by. And I don't know about you, but I'm super proud of what we've accomplished. And I'm looking forward to see what's in store for this next year. Yeah, I second that emotion 100%. All right, everybody, that's a wrap. If you'd like to wish us a happy podcast anniversary and show your support, we'd love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or a comment on our blog at MessyDeskPodcast.com. Thanks for sharing this adventure with us, and we'll see you next week. Even if it, even if it feels <laughs> like you're talking to yourself. Now I got to do it again. Oh, mother fudger. All right. <clears throat> I was trying, I, my brain wanted to say, my mouth wanted to say sufficient. <laughs> okay. Each week we pub, published. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to giggle about this. <laughs> Zen. <laughs>